Good afternoon, Malin crew. I'm your host, Brad Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the one and only, the Patagonia to up today, Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sal? Thanks for uh, being patient with us. I know it's coming out a little late. A little late. Had, had Sally a, had work had stuff yesterday. Had a patient yesterday. emergency yesterday, so couldn't leave. Patient emergencies, um, despite prior beliefs, uh, come before the mail-in. So yeah. uh, totally fine. We put it out on on a lovely Thursday afternoon in Austin, Texas. It's the temperature outside, Sally. That is just my my perfect situation. Fifty eight, partly cloudy. Give me a football. Give me some some cold like amber beers mm-hmm. and the boys, and we're we're having a day. Is that what you're doing this weekend? Uh, no, I'm putting up my Christmas stuff this weekend. Mm. Putting up my Christmas stuff. Decided to do it a week before I normally do it. Um. Because I, I, I'm just kind of ready. I'm ready for it. I have a free weekend. I know next weekend the Thanksgiving stuff is always gets busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm going to put it up this weekend when I just have the place to myself, chilling, put up the tree, put up the village. I do have a problem this year. My Christmas village spot uh, used to be a like an entertainment center table below my TV. Mm-hmm. That is now gone. And so I don't know where I'm going to put my village you get like a card table or something? Just like put it up against a wall. Yeah, I, I just don't That's want it to look. My mom always did. I just, I mean, we it, covered it though. Oh, it, mine's going to be covered in snow. I have some cobwebs left over for that situation. For the snow, you mean? For the snow. Yeah, okay. I lay down a base layer of white felt and then the, then there's cobweb from Halloween snow. So there's like snow banks. Uh-huh. Little, yeah, a little more legit. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll keep you posted on it. I know you you really... I need to ask you know, my really mom care. if she still has our Snow Village stuff. Oh, it's the best. It's something new every year. We do that, but I do it with like Christopher Radko ornaments. Mm, okay. We started collecting ornaments in general, but then I started doing like one Christopher Radko ornament a season. There you go. On sale on Macy's because they're hella expensive. What... uh. What what do they look like? Let me let me hold on. They're like the blown glass painted, you know, little figurine ones. So we we have like the knockoffs that are the Kurt Adlers or the um I can't remember what the other brands. Oh, I have a ton of these. Noble Gems, maybe or maybe Oh, maybe, maybe I have knockoff ones, but I have absolutely have these. Chris Rico is mostly known for like Santa stuff. Mm, okay. So like, there's one Santa that I really want. He's like riding a bucking bronco, but we gave it to Will's dad a couple of years ago, and I like low key may ask for it back. Wow, you know what you do? That's like uh, like with with my grandma. She we we read her name on the bottom of her furniture, so when she kicks the bucket, guess who's getting the rocking chair? I know. I I want the I like <laughs> I bought that ornament for so much money, and then we gave mm. it as a gift, and then I was like, damn it, we should have kept that ornament. You're just playing the long game with it. Hopefully, not not anytime soon, but. Yeah, actually, it might not be the time to like be buying expensive Christmas ornaments because Fritz, first year, him walking, mm-hmm. and we haven't figured out how we're gonna barricade the tree yet. Right? Do you just do you just have a, a line where the ornaments stop? No, I don't want to do that. I think that's lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our current plan of action. Feel free to hop in my DMs if you have any ideas. Is to wrap giant boxes that aren't filled with anything besides like something heavy so he can't move them oh and then just like low like make a little barricade and it make it look like we have presence even though we like don't interesting so it's a it's a it's a child fence 
more or less. Yeah. Okay. In the form of presents. I think that's creative. I like that. Like just a couple of bricks in a box and mm-hmm. then. Does, you can climb those. That's like not our smart. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. True. We'll see how he does. Ro- Rosie's never gone for an ornament. And oh, okay. I was really worried about her when we first had her decorating a tree that she mm-hmm. was going to go after him. Interesting. Because she goes after basically everything else in her house. And I've had friends whose dogs, like Lily Andrew's dog, like eats ornaments, like mm. legitimately just eats them. Not like great. glass and all. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, does Rosie go after the lights? I know she's no. a, she's a fan of light. She you, but we uh, we don't like have the lights flicker or anything. They just stay okay. White light. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, white white lights only. I would yeah, because our our tree our ornaments are very colorful. So I like to keep keep it basic background keep the basic background okay we had you know i I get the i talked about this last week the whole colored lights versus white lights thing and i've always you know i've been like a i see both sides to it and the light white lights is like classy and elegant the colored lights is is fun and sort of thought of as kind of depends on what you grew up with i think it depends on what you grew up with we had we had winters of both like some sometimes we would just go all white on the tree sometimes all colored on the tree Sometimes we're colored outside. We had the big, the big colored bulbs, mm-hmm. which I think I agree with John Duda. Uh, I think those are making a comeback this year. I think that they've always been popular, though, especially where it snows. Yeah. Oh, you put like a blanket of those lights underneath the snow. Right. Really, really, really beautiful. I stuff. think Texas Christmas lighting is a little bit different because we don't get snow. You kind of have to make your own like adventure with it. That's why people there's there's lights all over the place. And there's, you know, it's. I, I always think it's funny. There's lighting, uh, Christmas light services all yeah. all over the place down here. Where it's like, give us a call, we'll install your lights. We didn't have any of that. Really? In, so like, no, you just you just did it. And I'm sure but there was. You know what? I think that that's also 2022. People don't do true. their own shit. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I always thought it was interesting the uh, the way a lot of houses down here end up with similar lighting because of the services. So it's like. One neighborhood will have a very specific like kind of look to it mm-hmm. as far as Christmas lights go. And I was like, oh, well, there's trends. You know, yeah. a couple of years ago, everyone got really into the orbs. So yes, like those the hanging orbs. balls from trees. The orbs. And now it's like. Well, so Home the, Depot will have something that's very similar to the giant skeleton that everyone has to have. Mm, sure. So once one person has like the giant Santa in their yard, mm-hmm. it's, it's like over. a bit. Everyone's got to go get it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have a house for like. Pretty much that reason only. For a to, giant skeleton? No, 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 no. To, to Christmas light it myself. Take a lot of pride in that. So That would be like a good fantasy punishment is like that you have to have the skeleton up all year. <laughs> or like you have to Christmas lights all of your friends' houses. Yeah. And it's just, it's dangerous and expensive and. And like annoying. Annoying, yeah. Yeah. They, they live across the country. <laughs> you got to fly gotta everywhere. fly everywhere, yeah. That's actually a great one. It's a very good one. Thank me later, you guys. Uh, are you excited for Thanksgiving, though? This is our last mail-in before Thanksgiving. We are not doing an episode next week. Uh, yeah, we uh, did an interesting thing and booked a trip to Vegas the weekend before Thanksgiving. Sure, yeah. With our child. Which starts today. Starts today. Yeah. Hopefully Apparently Harry it, doesn't listen to this. It's a surprise. Uh, oh, Okay. For my brother's 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Harry. Oh, happy birthday, Harry. Uh, so we're we're going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. I highly doubt he's going to listen to this before. So, like, if you know him, like, don't tell him, okay? Okay. I'll keep it to myself. Yeah, keep it to yourself till like, 
6 10 o'clock, o'clock at night mm. when we okay. get there. Will was concerned that the flight is an hour after Fritz's bedtime. Are you are you concerned about that? Not thrilled about it, Brent. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No salad gals on this flight? No, no salad gals when we fly with Fritz. Mm, None. Okay. There's no hands available. No, it's just a constant, like, it's one thing Wrangling. when they're when they're like potato mode and they're just kind of like sleeping yeah. potatoes. Now it's now it's mobility mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's in can't really give him the iPad yet, so he just sits there and shuts up. It's kind of like you're kind of in between. It sucks. <laughs> it's not you great. know what doesn't suck is the mail in podcast, Sally. We have a blast here doing uh, questions, answers, making you somebody laugh, maybe having you walk away with something useful. Uh, help us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow the podcast on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL or 888-362-6245. I say or there. They're the same thing. It's just helping people out. Or you can write in the link at the Twitter bio, at uh, Mailin Podcast. Please hit up the new store. we got some new stuff coming out, some hats like the one behind Sally right now that's currently sold out. For hopefully not much longer. The green one, very cool looking. Maybe some new colors in that one too. Keep an eye out. Mm. Uh, and hit up the new YouTube to see our beautiful faces, youtube.com slash mail in podcast. Randy is he's cooking with the algorithm. He knows what he's doing on that, that that algo. And reels too. We've had a couple of reels pop, Sally. Have you are you aware of this? Mm-mm. Like five figure reels. Oh, I did not know. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't pay attention to the numbers, you know. I'm not a numbers gal. Right. You're just your head down, focus on the content. Exactly. Let the, let the numbers speak That's for themselves. That's what a lot of people say about me. Right. You're just a everyone knows that. You're anti numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh you want to get into it. Yeah. Let's do it. What's up, mail and crew? If you had to duel the devil for your soul in one activity of your choosing, think the devil went down to Georgia, right? Uh, what would it be and why? The devil is at a similar skill level to you, so you would have to do this active activity well, but maybe not perfect to win. And if you performed poorly in that activity, you lose. And you go to hell. And you go to hell. Yeah. Okay. Freddie Mercury said hell's more fun though. So I don't think that that's the case, but um <laughs> what's yours? Uh this is gonna be uh chewy, but one. Buffalo chicken dip. I will cook. I will cook a better buffalo chicken dip than anybody on the planet. Two would be a tennis ball home run derby. You give me a baseball bat and tennis balls, I will beat you in a tennis ball home run derby with a field of, you know, according size accordingly. You can't really hit tennis balls over a major league fence, mm-hmm. but like tennis balls. And like a vortex bat, the old blue vortex bomber. Yeah. Money, Sally. Mine's not really, well, I guess it's a skill-ish. But this was the first thing I thought of. And I was going to say it to Will earlier to like confirm. Okay. Mine is obsessing over and subsequently booking travel and looking at Every single flight that exists from my destination oh, yeah. to where I'm going. I love that. I, I think as a skill, I think the skill is booking mm-hmm. a reasonably priced. I'm not going for cheapest because like 
I don't like. No, it's it's all it's about. There's like a there's an equation, right? Right, where it's like price and comfort. Correct. And you like you try Correct. to find that exact point. with like the best plane, the best flight plan, wow, the best layover situation. Okay. And then so that would be probably the skill, the trip planning part. Mm-hmm. But then I would also probably beat him at like obsessing, being anxious, thinking about nonstop for like the weeks ahead slash like pre hundred hours before the flight. I see. So you are just an absolute trip. Like so so type A, it's almost like almost to a fault. Yeah. And I do this, <clears throat> excuse me. I do something similar with like reservations now. Like I I, yeah. I just booked all of my Saratoga travel. For the first time, I'm doing I did this. I'm doing a one way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Getting my bag and one way from Chicago to Albany or to, to Rochester, excuse me, because it was like I designed that that yeah. cheapness. Yeah, that's that's next level stuff right there. You you can't carry on. No, I won't be able to. I'll just have too much shit. <laughs> have you tried vacuum sealing bags? <laughs> no, because that's how we got through Europe for twelve days with a carry on. Oh my god, you would vacuum I mean, seal? You like do have like. Sweaters and stuff, yeah. but you can vacuum seal the shit out of them. I'm just saying. And it, it's more it, because, yeah, fuck. I never, I've never thought of that. See, although I will, it will be, uh, you know, freezing cold. So I will have some coats and boots to deal with. But I can just, I just can wear, just wear the boots. Uh huh. Or you can ship stuff. See, this is what I'm oh good my at. God, I you are. You are down. so right. <laughs> um, I have another activity. That I would smoke the devil in. Okay. Laser tag. Oh, man. I, am, I don't think I've played laser tag since I was like in high school. I was as good at laser tag at the outer zone in Saratoga Springs. RIP no longer exists. Bummer. As anybody has ever been at, at, at anything. Put me in the devil in, in the outer zone, mano y mano. I'm coming out on top. And it was cool too. When's the last time you played laser tag? Though? It would have been high school. It would have been definitely high school. Okay. Because then, so it's been then like they put in a, they put in an embassy suites, and they destroyed laser tag. So it was like it was like a, an old strip mall that had laser tag in the uh, like the Saratoga Gymnastics Center type of thing. I'm just saying it's cocky to choose an activity that you haven't done in like more than a decade. Because it's been yeah, it's been probably perfect. A, probably a decade. And the amount of times that I get on the Delta app daily just to like. Check your miles check, out. No, no, no. Just check and make sure that our route hasn't changed or like oh, yeah. see if the upgrade situation has become cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the nicest thing about because what, what Delta did, and shouts to them, I'm a Delta boy, Delta stan. To have the credit card, actually I have two credit cards from them. Um, they rolled over any COVID like travel. Mm-hmm. So your miles basically count from 2020 to 2022, the end of 2022. Yeah, that's all counts as like one year to them. And so now I am uh, platinum. Oh, starting January first. Wow. Yeah, and it's auto auto upgrade requests, which is so nice, so nice. Yeah, we don't fly Delta enough for that, but I just well, you're you're Southwest people. Yeah, yeah, and you get the perks. Randy, what's Randy now? What do you what did you do, Randy? You're new. You're new to the game, right? No, I am not new to the game. No, I no, just, no. You're new to the like the credit card rewards game, right? I reapplied. 
for the credit card rewards because I originally had it, and two years later, I reapplied. I'm getting all the bonuses. Got Good it. job, Randy. You get the 90,000-mile bonus? 75,000. Okay. That works. I'll take 75K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might have to look into that. So you would beat the devil at travel planning and subsequent anxiety. That's why I would be really good on The Amazing Race. I think you would be fantastic. I think For we... that reason alone. Because like I, I'm not like physically the strongest or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And my language skill, I, I feel like being put in a city, I can like kind of figure out where I'm going. I have a good sense of direction. Okay. I don't want to eat like dead bugs and stuff, but I like yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. But it's the travel stuff. I think you'd be great. I think we would be good actually. Yeah, I would kill you though. Why you would kill me? Yeah, I think Why? we would like murder each other after. Like, oh, two I don't days. think so. I think I, I would know when to delegate and when to when to shut up and when to like. I, I really think we would. Okay, maybe. We I think you fly. you and Dylan would kill each other. We could use this podcast as a uh, as an application. Yeah, it'd be like we're on a podcast. You and together. you and Dylan would murder each other. You and Dave, like you and Will, like, like that makes sense, but I think that's too too chalky of an answer. I think you and Dave, I just, I just don't know if Dave would like buy in. I'm I'm too domineering for Dave. I don't think he. Oh, I think yeah, I think he yeah, handles yeah. my personality. Oh, very interesting. Well. Okay, okay. Probably mm, in that mm, situation. Let's apply to the the amazing race. We'll go to we'll go to Bali. Good okay. times. Uh, you know what else I applied to? You don't really have to apply. You can just subscribe, actually. Butcher Box. It is the time of year when cooking meat, uh, maybe not outside as much. I guess in the south you can. You can grill it up. But it's, it's, it's the meat season. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you're doing the turkey. Christmas for us was always uh, like a pork tenderloin or beef tenderloin. You wrap mm-hmm. it up with the strings on it. You do the whole nine. Yeah. Uncle Mark just just throws this thing together, and then Grandpa or Grandma or whoever would slice it all up and lay it all out on the on the thing, and just oh, just that's the holidays to me is a whole bunch of meat with a whole bunch of people, and that's where Butcher Botch can help you out this holiday season as well. Butcher Botch takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat and seafood that you can trust. One hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Uh, Get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep. There's free shipping for the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. So what you can do is choose from a variety of box options, kind of the pre-packed stuff, or, or, Sally, you can go customize with it. Get whatever meat you want. Say you want a bunch of chicken because you're doing some wings or, or thighs or you name it. Hop in. Get the chicken box. You can do a. You can have a blast with it. Change your plan whenever you want. Uh, exclusive member deals also exist, so you can save big on your favorite cuts of meat, recipe inspiration guides, tips, and hacks. Uh, some are even personalized, by the way, so you can cook up mouth-watering meals. So I'm gonna go to butcherbox.com right now and just do just a, a straight run of the mill. Look at this. Oh my goodness. The Steak for the holidays, phenomenal looking. Uh, some scallops, some bacon. Oh my gosh, I might have to uh, talk to the folks over at Butcher Box and get something for the holiday season myself. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm starving right now. The main course for Thanksgiving dinner, by the way, can sometimes be a main source of stress. 
Not anymore. Butcher Box is offering listeners of the Mail-In Podcast a free turkey with their first order. Uh, Sally, guess what? Thanksgiving dinner is done. Thanks to our friends at ButcherBotch. Sign up today at butcherbotch.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to get 10, uh, excuse me, to get one 10 to 14 pound turkey free with your first box. Again, that's butcherbotch.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to claim this deal, which is one free 10 to 14 pound turkey. Butcherbotch.com slash mail-in, code mail-in. Uh, let's go to the next one, Sally. Apologies in, in advance if this one is a little long. Our friend group has been friends since high school, and we are now in our late 20s and early 30s. One of the guys from our friend group married a girl this past summer who is in her early 20s. Everyone did not think they were ready to get married based on immature behaviors by both individuals. They had a mutual friend marry them. Let's call him Bob. Okay, Randy. On the bachelorette party, the bride mentioned how she would hook up with Bob. Fast forward to this past weekend, we went out to the bar and our friend's now wife was not ready to leave. She then stayed at Bob's place overnight while her husband went home and picked her up the next morning. Our entire friend group is stumped on what to do. He obviously knows she stayed at his place, but that seems to not be the right move if you're in a relationship, let alone married. Uh, we want to support our friend so he doesn't get hurt, but he's also stubborn, so we know if we say anything, he'll get pissed. Do we just let this play out? Do we have an intervention? Please help. Okay, to clarify, she said on The Bachelorette that she like would like to hook up with him or she has been? She has been. She mentioned how she would, well. See, I, I no, first no, I read no, that I, as yeah. like she would do it like not opposed. But then when you read it out loud, I was like, she's saying she has. I think I'm going to go with. It doesn't really change my answer, but okay. Uh, but she is open to it. Let's yeah. I was gonna say let's let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say she hasn't, but she would as in I I I would hook up with him. Okay, not would as in I used to hook up with him. Correct. Okay. Um. Does anybody know Bob? Because like I feel like that's where you maybe like go first is like some. I think Bob is one of. Her friends, but not his friend. But also, also, so Bob's a mutual friend, right? But, but I don't know if it's a mutual friend of the group or just a mutual friend of those two. Because I feel like if the friends, if Bob is like friends with the guys in the group, then like your first step is like maybe going to Bob and be like, "Hey, we're all getting some like interesting vibes," mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're gonna really hurt Seth's feelings if uh, you keep trying to hook up with his wife. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 Bob, you gave it a good run, yeah. man. Uh, they're they're married now. Let's let's not try to do, let's not be that guy. And you know what? Maybe they didn't hook up at at Bob's house, even though the evidence is sort of pointing that way. Yeah. Um. But but even even though even then, I think it's I think we go to Bob here first, and then you I think go to the friend like, and you're just like. Everything cool. Like, if y'all are in an open relationship, great. We're just trying to look out for you. 
it's kind of weird given that like she's very open to hooking up with him, goes home with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Do you try to get to the bottom of the of the the late night out? No. What I really think you do is like casually ask the friend, like, everything cool? Like, we're getting weird vibes from Sarah and Bob. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. I, it's just... Yeah. I, I, I bet you the friend here probably feels that way and, and is sort of reluctant to say it out loud because he doesn't want to be the guy who's like, yeah, I'm worried my wife is sleeping with my buddy. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to be that. I'm kind of getting the feel that Bob isn't as close with the groom as he is the bride. That's what it feels and like here. maybe yeah. this is a trademark. Men and women cannot be best friends once one of them is in a relationship. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair. I'm just saying, I, you know what I I'm saying? Think, like, yeah. I, she's I like, that, no, 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 Bob's my best friend. But then like, it looks weird to all of your other friends and like makes them all feel uncomfortable. Like you're possibly cheating on your husband and like. And I think the assumptions are dangerous here. Like that's, that's another part of this where it's just like, do we just let this play out? And, and I don't hate that route because then you're sort of giving everybody the benefit of the doubt until something legitimately happens. Or is the intervention I think is also too far because again, nothing has been, nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming nothing has has actually happened, so I think you were right in saying that you go to friend, married friend first, and say, "What's are you okay here? Like, do we? You need don't have to, to be like, oh, we know that she's no, cheating no, on no. You. Just say like, or what's the? Are you okay with this? Yeah, and Based if you are, then we'll never. Yeah, say we always won't say you, a word. If yeah. they're just friends and like you're confident, not great. Yeah, put the ball in his court first because I think the last thing he would want is an intervention for something that he doesn't want to talk about because he's okay with or he's trusts her enough to go sleep on Bob's couch and right. just says, I'll pick you up in the morning. Go have fun. So it's, I, I think it's very delicate here. But go to him first. If he is not comfortable with it or he has some sort of reservation with it, then you go to Bob. And again, you don't have to have an intervention per se. You don't have to sit him down and be like, dude, this is weird. But you just kind of ask him conversationally, like, man, what's, are you, like, are you, are you crushing on, on Sarah here? Like, what's the, what's your point of view? Yeah. And if he's like very coy, like, oh, like what? Me? No. Like, okay, dude. Like we get, like, what do you. Yeah. Get her an Uber home. Don't get her an Uber to your place. You know, I I just think there's. This is interesting. I feel like this would. I was telling Willis the other day, I'm like, there's a high likelihood that one of the couples that we know, mm-hmm. this is just like me guessing. I'm just saying statistically, probably one of the couples we know, someone is cheating on the other person. Oh. Don't you think? Like I don't of all know. the, the married people that are. you know, probably one of them is cheating. I thought you were going to say somebody's cheating. a swinger couple. No, I was just I'm like, given the like mm-hmm. divorce rate in this country, infidelity, et cetera, I'm like, of any of the married people we know. Yeah. Or people in serious relationships. Like someone's cheated. It I'm, had to have been. And I'm like, how crazy when that all comes out, if it ever does. Mm-hmm. And I, like, again, I'm just like making general assumptions here that it's probably happened. Maybe because yeah. I'm like cynical now. And 
<laughs> but like <laughs> read too many romance novels. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's no, weird I, to think about. And so I feel like, especially if you're in your 20s, something like this is happening. Especially for the friends who got married too young, and you're already like a little low key judging them. Uh, <laughs> something like this like yeah. rocks a friend group. Where yeah, this is why I say go to the friend and at least check on him because you don't want to be the person that everyone was talking about and then you find out everyone was talking about you, mm -hmm. you know, that feels like shit. Yeah. So like be the good friend and go to your friend and be like, Hey, I just want to make sure everything's cool with your wife and Bob. But like it like looked a little sus to me the other night we were out, but like if they're just friends, great. Tell me, yeah. I just want you to be aware of it. Yeah. And, and I would, I'd probably even be more, just friendly inquisitive about it be yeah. like hey are you good like are you and sarah good are you and are you good with bob like kind of going that route versus being like i saw this yeah at least at first and if it's if he's not then you're like okay well yeah i, I saw them go home together and whatever it might be so right uh very delicate situation but i think you do do something about it intervention is not necessarily needed at this point yeah fair fair hey y'all i'll try to keep this one short but no promises you did fine uh also sorry in advance this question is kind of slanted more towards will and sally uh offense taken i'm a 22 year old male living with my 23 year old girlfriend she is a high school teacher and i work as an icu nurse on the night shift i often have at least two to three shifts in a row but i try to work five to six in a row so that I can spend time with her for six to eight days off at a time. I'll have to have you break down that sort of scheduling mm -hmm. after the question's over. Uh, my issue is this. I often leave work physically and mentally exhausted as most do. I usually fall asleep around 11, uh, excuse me, 10 to 11 a.m., but she wakes me up between 4 and 5 p.m. when I'm still exhausted. I've tried telling her I need to sleep more. And that I don't want to be woken up, but this typically leads to arguing as she feels we need to spend time together at that very moment. Any advice on how to approach this situation, seeing as I don't sleep well at all anymore? Okay, so what he's saying is most nurses work 312s is yeah. how a lot of shifts, especially in the ICU work. So he, and that's three a week. So what he's probably doing is stacking them and working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mm -hmm. and then having Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like that whole span of time. I see. Off. Okay. Um, which is a really great way to do things if you're an ICU nurse, but it can be really exhausting. I just say that just sounds like working so in healthcare in general. And I'm talking to anybody here who has a significant other or a sister or a brother or a friend who especially who is an ICU nurse, but in general is in healthcare at this moment, um, is incredibly exhausting and emotionally overwhelming and taxing mm -hmm. and understanding that and giving that person grace and slack when they need it is really important. I think for me, especially being in a relationship when I was, in my mid-20s with Will and trying to balance being an ICU nurse and seeing my friends and seeing Will was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Led to some 
especially when Will and I first started dating, some really uncomfortable moments with friends when they like got offended that I wasn't spending time with them. But I think when you're in medicine, especially when you're practicing the way that this guy is, um, you barely have time for yourself, let alone other people. So like, mm -hmm. you know, having a relationship is also difficult because you have to spend time with that person too. So three days of 12s, is so so exhausting six in a row is insanely exhausting oh my gosh because basically what you're doing i mean he's working night shift but you get off at seven whether it's a.m or p.m you go straight to bed mm -hmm. or you like have you know a couple hours doing whatever if you're working day shift you go home you don't have time to do anything like a regular person because you get home at 7 30 you maybe make dinner and then you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day at like six at the very minimum, that's assuming you like live very close to your house. Yeah. So or you work very close to your house. Um, so I I sympathize with this guy. That's mm -hmm. a really, really tough. And you have the added of being a shift worker. So where when I was an ICU nurse, most of the night shift ICU nurses were like best friends because no one else understands what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Literally no one. Like you, your schedule's all fucked up. You like, especially on your days off, if you're stacking like he does, then he'll have a week off where he's like trying to go back to normal schedule. And there's so much research out there that like this prematurely ages you. Oh my God. Like leads to cancer, things like that. Cause your, your sleep is totally off. So to this guy, you have to explain the importance to her. I know that you probably already have. If you really feel strongly about it, go ahead and read the book, Why We Sleep, which is really, really helpful in general for sleeping. But if you need to like legitimately sit her down and take passages and be like, this is what I'm dealing with. Because the other thing is someone who's dealing with very high risk, acute situations, caring for other people does not need to be exhausted. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a really dramatic way to put it to your girlfriend, but like you can't go care for someone that's on the brink of dying if you only got a couple hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly dangerous. So pull out the stops. The other thing you could do, and this is what I did when I worked night shift, is get an Ambien prescription because guess what? You're asleep to the world for like about eight hours. So yeah. like I would come home, take an Ambien. I'm not... Okay, like I'm not just condoning that no, we all no, no, get no. an Ambien prescription, but I'm saying like it. you need to basically be able to be like, I'm sleeping these eight hours, no phone calls, no text, no talking to me, do not come in, the blackout curtains are in, on, mm -hmm. don't come in my room. Yeah, I mean, they live together, so don't come in our room. And that's hard. And like, I'm not going to lie to you. When people don't understand that, it can be a huge strain on the relationship. Especially at 22 and 23. Yeah. Like we're, we're young still. And likely, you know, you're not going to work night shift your whole life. So you can say, like, here's the timeline for when I'm hopefully going to be done doing this. But mm -hmm. those days, especially, like, while I'm working, the days that I'm working, absolutely no compromise here. I have to get eight hours or be left in the dark for eight hours just to, like, try to sleep. Mm-hmm. And decompress. Because, like, that's the other thing. You also need the time to come home 
and deal with what you just witnessed and did for 12 hours. Um, so, and sometimes that is not being around other people. Yeah. Um, I think that these are kind of non-negotiables if you're going to be in healthcare and you need to have these conversations early. I remember talking to my mom when I first became an ICU nurse and like crying because my friends like wanted to go to dinner at seven mm -hmm. and they would like yeah. chastise me because I'm like, I'm literally still in like scrubs coming from the ICU. I'm disgusting. I'm not coming to meet y'all. And I would get like a bunch of shit. She was like, Sally, people who aren't in healthcare never understand it. I think it took Will a little bit of time and possibly a little bit easier because we started long distance when I was I was going to say, does, does that kind of help, honestly, in a it way? It helped a little bit because I feel like he really was never there the days that I was working. Sure. He maybe saw me on the tail end of it. Um, but I also, I think he really learned and res learned to deal with that and respected, like, what I did. Sure. And I'm not saying that the girlfriend doesn't respect this guy's time. Mm -hmm. She's probably home from a really rough day at work, being a teacher, and at five o'clock is like wanting to spend time with somebody and decompress. And maybe she is she's the sort of active decompression where she wants to talk yeah. and, and go through things. And this guy is just like, I want to do anything but that right. at that time. I it's it's shitty, but it's a conversation you have to have with your significant other mm -hmm. or friends or family or whatever but also i think one way to solve like you need to be really firm and if you know you know her best what's she gonna respond to best like is it cold hard facts or mm -hmm. is it like you know setting she, boundaries like yeah I, I gotcha and then also like softening the blow with like well i'm off like this is how Will and I would do it in the beginning is like we had a calendar. I would like send him my work calendar and be like, here's the days that we'll probably be able to see each other mm -hmm. and like do whatever. So you can say like y'all can share a calendar and be like, here's the days that like we can go on a date or like do something fun yeah, or I'll bring you lunch to work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because, it, you know, the silver lining is if you do have the the fortitude to, to do that, you basically get a – Almost a week off, right? Every uh, sort of other week, if you want it, right? Which, which has to feel fantastic. But I mean, it's like you said, they're young, mm -hmm. and um, any I would argue, especially in your twenties, any extreme work situation. This is just all like teaching you how to like have responsibilities and maintain relationships. Sure. Um. And that's takes a lot of growing pains mm -hmm. for about a decade, I would say, of like learning yourself, learning how you handle stress, how you decompress, how you are able to connect with other people. And right now, it's probably a big miscommunication of like how they both need to decompress after work, how they both need to communicate with each other what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I commend you and and grateful for people like you out there that do this because I I cannot imagine how difficult it is and and increasingly difficult it's gotten over the last two and a half years three years as we've kind of go through pandemic stuff like I cannot imagine working in healthcare now and how or teaching for that matter um, and to have both of those in in one situation is is 
awesome and and we're very grateful for that so uh, i think sally and i will agree that it just it gets better mm-hmm. as you get older um as you learn more about each other and as you communicate kind of through it more and more and i think sally is you know you've been through it and it yeah. does get better it does get better there you go let's go to the next one sally hey guys is it weird that i don't want a bachelor party Here's the deal. I'm 35 and I'm getting married for the first time. I have a great and large group of friends from all different circles that all would want to be there, probably 20 to 30 guys. However, I do not like being the focus of attention or having anyone spend any money on me whatsoever. The idea of being a focus of a wedding is scary and anxiety-inducing enough. I don't golf, so using that as an excuse for a big group activity is not appealing to me. I wouldn't mind if we went to a sporting event in the city that I live in, but having people travel and try to figure out hotels and Airbnbs with a mishmash group of friends that don't know each other is something I absolutely dread. But not traveling makes the idea itself seem kind of lame. Any advice on how to approach this unique situation? I think this is totally fine. You don't have to have a bachelor party. Yeah, I, and and I, at first when I read this, like, I kind of was like, oh, man, like, you don't want one? It's so fun. And then you kind of think about it more. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like any of that, you don't like being the center of attention, you don't like having your the idea of your friends coming in to spend a bunch of money and you have to do have to check these boxes of a bachelor party, then just don't do one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're we're kind of conditioned into these, you know, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox of of life. And a bachelor party is one of them. So there's no... Uh, no, I don't think it's weird. And do I do I want one? Of course. Yeah. Do I think it's weird that you don't? No, not at all. I am strong proponent of bring back the uh, pre-wedding bachelor party. The, the like the, the night, night before. before. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So especially if you have friends who are going to travel in town for the wedding, uh-huh. and they were going to take time off to travel for you for your bachelor party, why don't you ask them to come in on Thursday? You do something Thursday night. Doesn't have to be insanely crazy. No, just you go, go out. to like a dinner, or you just go out. Mm-hmm. Or if there happens to be something going on in whatever city you're in, y'all can go. Like whether it's a baseball game or a concert or a comedy show. Yeah, there you depending go. Depending on where you live in, and like, it, or if you don't golf, then like maybe you have like a kickball tournament. Or I mean, I know that that sounds like kind of like lame, but we had friends who got married on a ranch. Mm-hmm. And they both had bachelor, bachelorette parties, but they had a big wedding party and they kind of wanted us to get to know each other the day before the wedding. So we like all played kickball and it was hilarious. Yeah. And like we got really drunk and it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you could even do something like that with like all of your close friends, including your bride that kind of takes some of the pressure off you. Like mm-hmm. you just do it as a couple. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, or you like could have a f- catered dinner somewhere. Like you can get a private room somewhere. You could, I mean, there's tons of stuff. You just go like somewhere like Top Golf or like play pickleball or whatever, or you know, you can do some activity and just do it the Thursday before the wedding. People love, are already gonna be I like psyched up for you. And if they were already planning on traveling for the bachelor party, then they can take two days off work Thursday and Friday instead yeah. of taking a Thursday and Friday for a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. If you if it's like. You feel sort of guilty about not having something for your friends. There's a lot of guys there, especially getting married at 35. You've made so many new friends in 
Mm -hmm. uh, your first career, maybe your second job, and then maybe like college guys that you still talk to and high school people that now have wives and, and right. you know, so there's a lot of new people in your life that you kind of by 35 are, are sort of wanting to get together. The idea of booking a whole room block for 20 people yeah. in Austin or San Diego three months before the wedding is like, oh, it sounds like a beating. And then you have I to mean, do all that stuff. I mean, if it's in the summer, have a do pool it, party. Yeah, do it the Thursday before if Let you want to do something. Let people bring their significant others. And if you can, you know, put on the invite, like, hey, it's Brad's bachelor party Thursday night. If you can get in, awesome. If you can't, yeah. no worries. We'll see you Friday for the rehearsal dinner stuff. I love that idea. And that's how, that's how it used to be. Legitimately, Will's best friend did this. The uh -huh. Will was the uh, best man. We were already going up to Michigan. And he was like, I don't have time myself but also y'all don't have time for us to like go to a golf trip so they went in on thursday played 36 holes of golf spent the night at his cabin mm -hmm. on the lake and then the wedding was the next like friday saturday that's awesome i love that idea so yeah i mean there's other shit you can do besides golf clearly of course yeah you can even like I, i've done this on a thursday at a wedding you get in and you basically there's no formal like private room or there's no formal whatever it's just hey we're gonna go to this brewery and you end up taking yeah. over half of the bar, and then, and you're, then the tables, those and then people are already there. So then you invite yeah. the significant others to come, and then there's not some like, oh, this is like really bachelor party. You can yeah. like make it into just like a come hang. I love that. Make it in, have a don't have a bachelor party. Have a come hang. Yeah. Before the wedding Thursday could be Friday. You know, it doesn't really doesn't really have to have a. It just can't really be Saturday, but and if you really are stressed about having the pressure on you, like make it both you and your fiance because yeah. like she'll take a lot of that off. Yeah, and I think I, I I get the being the focus of a wedding and and that kind of anxiety, but that's when you can you have the opportunity to to enjoy the people around you and enjoy connecting the people around you. Just kind of put it back on them and say, hey, we're gonna go to uh, XYZ Brewery. We're gonna take over half of it. Yeah, and. There's no no formal tables, no formal dining. Just we're gonna pay for have beers and have a meetup. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a, a great great way to do it. And you don't have to have the the Brad's you know Brad's last dance golf tournament with all the yeah. the, the mugs and the beer. Like if you don't want to do that, don't do it. Don't, yeah. There's no pressure. And have have a kickback Thursday night and get a little banged up on whiskey and your buddy tells a story about you. And then like that's that they'll everybody have fun. Yeah. That's the thing about weddings too. Everybody has a blast. Yeah. No matter whether they talk to you once or a thousand times, they're going to have a good time. So um, best of luck. Congrats on the pending or impending nuptials and let us know what you do. Yeah. Hey, Sal Gal and Brett too. Thank you. Dilemma for you. We drunkenly found out that my best friend and I have the same name picked out for our future daughters. Just John Mayer. Uh, she is a newlywed, and while I'm in a serious relationship, she is definitely going to have a kid slash kids for me. What do I do? Does she automatically get dibs on the name because she's closer to having kids than I am? I said the name first during our conversation, but that doesn't count, right? It is so extremely strange if we both have daughters with the same name, uh, or excuse me, is it so extremely strange if we have both if we both have daughters with the same name? Uh, by the way, we live on the opposite sides of the country. If that makes it a little better, Sally, did you and your friends deal with stuff like this? Thank you. Bye. 
Yes. I'll, do my, I'll do my answer the way quick. I don't think it's weird. I think name your kids whatever you want. If they're the same name, that's funny and, and go go for it. That's my quick yeah. answer. Um, I'm laughing because I like have been through this. Oh, really? I think every girl has like names that they love that they like tell friends and people get really weird about it because they don't want people to know what names they're thinking about. And Please take this with a grain of salt, but I, you're not married yet and you're not pregnant yet. So like you don't slow down need a to bit. worry about it. Yeah. And I say that having been the person who worried about it. Okay. Like, please take my wisdom and just realize that this is not a big deal mm-hmm. and it feels like it is, but it's not. I would say, I would argue the only way that this makes a difference at all is if you and your sister are both pregnant at the same time with the same sex babies and you both want to name the same Mm. things. I think cousins is a little more difficult than like friends. That's fair. Yeah. That's Um, fair. That's totally fair. And I, you know, it doesn't, no one should get dibs on a name. Names are names. Mm -hmm. Um, I also would argue... I like I'm only saying this is coming from a place of somebody being kind of naive because then I think when you actually start having children, you realize that there's so much more at play. Like, yeah, your friend may get married before you, but like maybe she has fertility issues. Maybe both of you have boys. Maybe you have fertility issues. Like mm-hmm. I know that that I, I'm not trying to sound callous at all. I'm just saying like I remember being here when I was like 26 and be like, I can't believe like Actually, my my example is even stupider. Okay. I remember <laughs> telling my friend, I was like, oh, um, Will and I's first dance song will be um, How Long Will I Love You? Because mm. it was on this movie that we watched together, and it's just such a beautiful song, and I just like love it. Flash forward, my friend gets married a year later. They dance the song. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> And and then I'm like, oh, no. Will's like, first of all, okay, then flash forward, Will and I didn't even have a first dance. And also, <laughs> no one remembers what song you danced to besides you. Mm-hmm. Like, literally mm-hmm. no one. So, like, to get really upset about that was, like, so dumb of me. Just so much wasted effort. Mm-hmm. So, all I'm saying is, don't let this come between you and your friend. Not that it really, I don't think she's going to let it get there. But, like, stuff like this. When you're younger or even when you're my age, like it's not worth getting worked up over. Yeah. It's just not like people. I And I, I also say this because like when you're pregnant and you're trying to decide names, like even when you liked something, then you start realizing like, oh, like we really liked this name for a girl. I'm not even going to say it because I like still love the name, but. Oh, really? I'm not saying it. Okay, okay I'm okay, just going to okay. say it. Charlotte. We loved Charlotte for a girl. And then Just I was, to uh, baby Charlotte, my friend Christian and his uh, bride Mackenzie just died. I don't want anybody to be upset about me now saying I don't want Charlotte anymore because mm-hmm. I work doing a lot of C-sections. And then all of a sudden there was like a million Charlottes. So I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm actually not so hot on Charlotte anymore. Okay. So you just never know. You'll be pregnant. And then like – or I would say something. I'd be like, what about this name? And Will would be like <laughs> – <laughs> I knew somebody with that name and I hated them. Oh, so like geez. you just yeah. never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. You see the baby and you're like, this is not a Charlotte. Like this is clearly not a Charlotte. This is a Lucy. Like you just, 
that happens. So it's not worth like stressing about it or Mm -hmm. being upset or like feeling like you need to say something to the friend. And if you happen to both have girls and you name them both Charlotte or whatever the name may be, it'll be fine. Like maybe Charlotte, your Charlotte goes by Charlie and maybe her Charlotte goes by Toddy or like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, Fritz is a William and like, there's like a jillion Williams, a million of them. There's a lot. That I like personally know, like a million of them. I don't I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think anybody should have claim to any name. I think the only time this legitimately matters is if it's like your sister or your sister-in-law and like they're going to be close in age and it's going to make for like a weird. Like we- weird family. Dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. one thing that's off for us is like Harry is a fourth. Okay. Harry is not married. I don't know what his plans are to have kids. Who knows if he'll ever but have a boy, but I'm never going to like name a child Harry. Because he's got the fifth. And like take him, yeah. take the fifth away from him. If you did like 100 or 200 years ago, there, there'd be like a, a war over that. Yeah. So <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. But I, I also think like I, Lucy is another name that we really liked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will loved Lucy. And I was like, I love Lucy too. But like one of our friends has a daughter named Lucy that's only like a couple of years older. And he was like, how often do we see them? Mm. Like literally never. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Like it's no one's gonna be like, oh my god, they just so unoriginal. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like go off on a full tangent, but I I promise you, you will change your mind. I totally. Or I'm, if you both go for it, great. You have daughters named the same name. That's pretty cool. I'm 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 one million percent on the same page as you. I feel like the baby and and you know like. Wedding stuff is pro- is is sooner on the horizon for me than baby stuff is. Yeah. Um. N- neither of which are imminent, <laughs> obviously. But uh, I feel like the baby stuff is kind of going the same way as wedding stuff is, where it's sort of this commercialization of the name and the process and the shower and like it's all getting to that like and and the uniqueness, right? Yeah. Like everybody used to be Emily or like yeah. the fifties. Every everybody's named Joseph or David. Yeah. You know, like. That was just kind of how it worked. And now it's there's unique and it's got to be different and the gender reveal has got to be this and the balloons have to be big and small at the same time and those arrangements. Yeah. We've got to like, gotta have a different smash cake than she did. Like, I think it's all, it, it's just, it's like parenting and, and, and adulting our industries yeah. now. Like, let me make a PSA to anybody who is living their life currently um (laughs) take it from me somebody who spent an inordinate amount of time just worrying about dumb shit like how i could like make fritz's 420 themed birthday just so over the top so that like people would love it and then like it didn't matter yeah or like uh dancing my first dance that i never had a first dance to how long will i love you Mm -hmm. uh like Trust me, when you if you're planning a wedding, no one gives a flying fuck that you had little like shots of tequila with like a poem on them and like a picture of you and like we took a shot before we went to the wedding, like whatever. No one even remembers that. The shot wall. Yeah, the, no one cares. No one cares that you served donuts because it's from your favorite place or whatever that matters to you and it's important to you so mm-hmm. if it matters to you then, then do it do it because it matters to you not because you th- 
care about what it's going to look like on social media or not because you're planning the birth announcement or not because you, I just think we get really wrapped up in being competitive with each other instead of learning to really embrace ourselves and our friends and love them. And I think it's really easy in your whole life, but especially this period of like 20s and 30s to compare every single thing you do to somebody else, especially your close friends, and just realize that like it's going to be okay if like your wedding isn't like in vogue or your baby doesn't have like the most insane like Sandrine like name or whatever, like crazy original centerpieces aren't making the cut on – it's going to be York fine Times. if, like, you have a fat face during pregnancy. It's also going to be fine if, like, you don't wear white to every wedding event that you ever had. I'm just saying that because I think I spent so much time caring about really dumb, meaningless mm. shit. And I, like I said, if it's important to you, it's not meaningless. But you may realize later on that it was meaningless. Or or less important. And I, I think that's a lesson that... We all could learn. Like, it's not that serious. It's it's something I'm, like, teaching myself every mm-hmm. day. Like, I sure. have to remind myself. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, I'm, I'll go on that journey with you, Sally. Thanks. It's not that serious. It's not, like, it doesn't. Like, it just tell me this in two weeks be... when I'm, like, trying to get a pic- picture of Fritz smiling for our Christmas card oh, and, yeah. like, pulling my hair out because Fritz hates cameras and he, like, screams and cries <laughs> when he sees one. And I'll be like, our Christmas card's not going to look good. And then I'll be like, why does it matter? Like, we'll just it's throw going, this it's picture going of him. on the fridge for a month and a half anyway. Yeah. And then it's going off the fridge. Yeah. You can keep keep it one for the collection and then and yeah. then, you, then we're on to next year. Who knows what we're going to do for our Christmas card. We'll post it on I'm going to send one out with Randy. Really? No. I feel like Randy would be good at it though. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the uh, last one here, Sal, real quick. Hey, Brett and Sally. Uh, first time, long time. Thank you for writing in. Uh, sorry if this question has been asked, but I recently saw a Sal Dal Insta, Insta story, excuse me, mentioning reading romance novels. As a fellow romance slash overall book lover, I'd love to know what uh, what some of your guys' most recommended reads are. What you been reading, Brett? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I have been reading uh, David Sinclair. He's a genetic uh, a, a professor of genetics at Harvard. Okay. Very anti-aging related. So Love that. How Not to Die is one of them. Lifespan is another one of them. Okay. The telomere effect is another one of them. So I've been reading a lot of anti-aging. As Love when that. You, when both of your parents die before the age of 60, you kind of got to feel like you got to you, you should take some uh, take it. some steps. So I've been doing a lot of that. Less uh, less on the romance now. I so. probably need to toss in some nonfiction. Like, oh, I highly recommend the stuff. I would love to. I'll loan you my books. They're okay. really interesting, and 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 they're not like like take my supplement, take this. It's very. Right. He it's, doesn't. He doesn't endorse anything. I do. That's which, why I do love the book. Why we sleep. It's mm-hmm. a really. And I haven't even finished it. I'm like most of the way through it, but okay. then of course, like have life has gone in the way. But, um, I, starting in probably like April May, started reading a lot of romance novels on my Kindle. Yep. And uh <laughs> I I have said this on a podcast with Will before, but it's like almost like a, an escapism thing for me now cuz like I think I was getting so wrapped up in social media and news and like I've, you I'm, know I'm just I'm in a bad spot with that right now. I, think, I read Twitter all day. 
it's really important. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone who like preaches to my own choir on Instagram and I need to probably stop, but like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get wrapped up and, you know, political things or whatever's going on on Instagram or Twitter. And then like, feel like you just cannot escape it. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot in November because of the election, but it just in what general, election, huh? in general, I think the state of the world for me, like in May was on a steep downturn. And so I was like, I need something to take my mind off yeah. stuff. And it wasn't enough to just be watching TV because I could still doom scroll my phone. <laughs> but if I'm reading, you can't be also like, you know, right. Right. Posting infographics to your story while yeah. also reading. It's too hard. So I started reading uh, mostly romance because again, I'm like, I need it. Like I needed basically the equivalent of, I do not watch Bravo housewives. Yeah. I'm probably like the only one of my friends who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed like Valium in the form of entertainment, you know? Yeah. So for my brain. So I started reading romance. I would say I'm like in two camps. I have like the sweet, like, oh, this is such a fun story, rom-com romances. And then there's just like the pure, like trash, little smutty Mm, uh, on your Kindle Unlimited. Okay, people, it's like you pay like $2 a month and you get like books that are on Kindle Unlimited for a reason. Okay, they probably didn't have an editor. (laughs) It's like some suburban mom and like outside of Phoenix, like – Writing her like Twilight fan fiction, which is essentially how Fifty Shades of Grey started, by the way. Interesting. Um, Good for good for her. She she's done well for herself. Good for her. I also um, I have pitched this person before, but I follow an account called Beach Reads and Bubbly, and I really like her. Her name is Katie, and she posts Mm -hmm. like a good mix of stuff. She doesn't just read romance, um, but she has some good recommendations. I really like the authors Emily Henry. And Allie Hazelwood, and I really loved The Hating Game um, by Sally Thorne, and The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas that I think some people thought was pretty cheesy. But again, like this is all relative to like what you're able to handle. I needed like the full-blown escape. Got it. And then Mm -hmm. there are like little more scandalous ones that like Mm. you really have to take the plot with a grain of salt here because like not everyone – like basically every book I'm reading is like the guy is like a billionaire, but he's like only 31. You're like, mm. <laughs> and like weirdly like involved in like international politics. And you're like, uh, yes. I don't, you're not like, you're reading James Bond. Is what you're a partner at your law firm and a billionaire, like right, at right. 31. Okay. Like, and then the girl's like 22. You're like, that's not, but you really have to suspend reality <laughs> here, people. I just go to your little like Sims four world. Right? No, it's like, like seriously. Cause you're like, it's so funny to be like, oh, like Thomas is like a real estate mogul in LA. And you're like, well, I doubt it. <laughs> but we're, for the sake of the plot, we're just going to let that happen. It's like, otherwise, they're not going to like be flying around on his private jet. You right. know what of I'm course. saying? Obviously, yes. So it's clearly, there's just different tropes. And like one of my favorite ones is like, Hot billionaire, like, hot billionaire business mogul, guy, yeah. who is a little like a little too possessive, yeah, and, just like a yeah. smidge, and then like some you know girl who's like, oh my god, so cute, but like doesn't know she's cute, you know? <laughs> she's the girl next door, yeah, girl People next are door. Obsessed with her, but she like didn't even realize. <laughs> 
This is gonna end with Sally writing a romance novel. I can't. I I can't even like say the Kindle Unlimited like titles. Just hop in my DMs and I'll give them to you. But like, they're, mm. Will will be like, "What's the book you're called reading called?" And I'll like either lie or I just started like telling him. He's like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Enjoy that one. You I should. I you could recognize them. There's like a hot shirtless guy in the front, like doing oh, yeah. whatever. Okay, okay. They're." You know, everyone has their shit. It's a shit. little escapist, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there. I've with gone you. full housewife at this point. Like, I just have, <laughs> like years from now, I'm going to be like on some Reddit, like typing my novel for everyone to like mm-hmm. see. It's going to be fan fiction of another fan fiction. Right. I love it. I love. Hopefully, it. we don't get there because I don't need to be writing a novel. I'm definitely not a good writer. <laughs> Wash Media uh, Publishing. We'll, we'll we'll get it going. Yikes. Uh, Sally, before we hop out of here, do you have any shower thoughts? I, I'm going to just let you say yours. I know we're running over. Just We are running a little bit over, but I have one that I think you'd be proud of. Okay. So here we go. I get a letter in the mail from Avis. I'm going to name the, the car rental name because the conclusion has been uh, – it, it's, it's all been litigated at this point. Okay. So I'm going to name names. Okay. I get a letter from Avis saying that the car that I returned – uh, when I was going to basically say goodbye to my dad, had uh, window damage. Okay. A letter saying that there was minor window damage. So therefore, due to their rules, I now owe them $1,100 for minor window damage that, one, I did not know was there. Correct. And two, they provided no evidence of. Right. So I say, okay, that's... Uh, not going to happen because even replacing a windshield doesn't unlike cost that much. A Nissan Rogue, by the way, doesn't cost that much. We're we're talking like four hundred dollars on a steep situation, right? So I I sent the email. I was like, "Here's the deal. This is insane. One, because there's no evidence. Two, because uh, that price is exorbitant. Three, it's been three four months since I returned this car on July 22nd. Like, what are we, yeah, what like, are we doing it's here? It's been months. It's been months. Um, and I, I was just like, I, I refuse to pay for something that I, I don't have any evidence at all that I was responsible for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if, if there is a crack and you send me a picture, I'll, I'll write a check for, for, Whatever like that quote is, but I need the quote in in writing. I need this. You can't just put a number on a piece of paper and like tell me to pay. So they go back and forth, and they're like, "Well, there's the there's the deal. Damage came in, and and we can't send you any pictures because the damage is minor, and for minor incidents, we don't take pictures." And I was like, "Well, there 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 you go. It was yeah. minor enough that you didn't have to take a picture. So that means that we're talking like one of the little." little things there's like we had to take the vehicle out of service so we missed out on rental days and i was like well that's just a problem of you not going to the right person because i can get a, my windshield fixed in two hours if i yeah. want to through mr auto shield or mr auto glass whatever safe light to their credit avis waived everything they said we apologize you're right we cannot provide evidence we cannot uh send you the quote because we don't have it yeah. Um, and because we cannot do any of that, we are waiving your billing. Wow. And so I basically just, in my mind, I just made $1,100. Well, you, you didn't cause like. No, it's just, it just never left. Right. <laughs> but 
I thought you would be proud because I was like, I Good did. I, I very rarely, like part of me just wanted to open the letter and be like, oh, that sucks. Throw away. And I was like, you know what? No, not today. So I'm going to channel this Sally. This is important for people to know. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being proactive and assertive mm-hmm. versus being aggressive. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And it's easy to cross that line. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to be assertive from my mother. She sometimes crosses the line into aggressive. I see. Okay. Sometimes when I get really frustrated, I cross that line mm-hmm. and it's important to remember that there's a human on the other side, but also defend yourself. I think you did a good job of like Yeah, it's I'm one not, thing to just be I'm not paying this. This is crazy right. versus being I don't a, have any evidence. A reasonable human being. Yeah. And I I do think that's a really good skill to have. I always try to like instill this in Will is like you need to step up and like defend yourself and you need to call and like make arrangements mm-hmm. and things like that. Maybe this is what I'd be better at than the devil. But <laughs> it's also really important like an when I dropped my phone in the ocean and then the insurance wouldn't cover it. Yeah. And I was dealing with like a customer service team that was based in the Philippines and they couldn't answer any of my questions and I was getting really, really frustrated because they wouldn't let me speak to an adjuster. Mm -hmm. I had to remember like they're literally just following the script and like doing what their job allows them to do. So like starting starting out, I you know, there's always like the you catch more flies with honey Honey or whatever. Than uh, vinegar. Vinegar. Whatever it is. Sometimes like Yes, being sickly sweet and nice, but like sometimes you do have to be assertive. Just know like when you're being assertive, don't cross over. I don't even want to say like don't be a Karen. A- anger is different than correct. D- a defensive assertion, I guess. Exactly. And I, I even I remember a couple times when I was on the phone with Apple and then AIG being like, I'm really sorry. I'm very, very frustrated. I'm trying to keep my cool. Mm-hmm. So if you have to like say it aloud to the other person so they know that you're at least trying to not like totally be a bitch. But it's important to be assertive and like defend yourself and ask for the things that you want or defend the things that you need. But also don't be, don't forget that there's another human on the other side of that. And like think about the times you've been treated like shit at Mm -hmm. work and how much that sucks. I agree. agree. So good job. Thank you. Good job to Avis. Shouts to Avis. Major, major shouts. For recognizing. For recognizing the situation. Yeah. um, and, And waving it entirely. Good. Again, would have been happy to see a quote and say, okay, done. I'll pay that. Sorry yeah. for denting your windshield. But they couldn't provide it. So they waived it. Nice. Thank you, Avis. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Sally. That'll do it for us on the mail-in. Please subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at mail-in podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman, at Schmerriman on both those platforms. Please have a safe, happy, fun, healthy uh, Thanksgiving with family, friends, and otherwise, see you guys in two weeks. Bye.